glory to his name. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because there is illumination this morning. Father, we thank you for there's clarity in the name of the Lord Jesus. For everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord Jesus, their mind is transformed, renewed, strengthened in the name of the Lord Jesus. There is no fear here this morning. There is no doubt here. Lord, we glorify your holy name. Glorify your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. Some little quotes from me. I said, right believing will produce a consistent victorious life. While a belief pattern that is not aligned with God's word will produce a weak, unproductive, or at best, an occasional victories. I'll say that again. Right believing. We produce a consistent victorious life while a belief pattern that is not aligned with God's word we produce a weak, unproductive, or at best, an occasional victories. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, there are certain things that we should live with daily. That should be our daily experience. Praise the Lord. But that's what believers sometimes call miracles. Something that just happened. Praise the Lord. But that's not the design. But I won't jump ahead of myself. Let me just take it as I've tried to prepare. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes life seems to make God appears to be kinder and more responsive to some believers than others. Am I speaking someone's mind this morning? It just seems that some people just, God responds better to them. God seems to be kinder to them. Sometimes, it seems he's happy, excited, or in a great mood to respond and answer to you. <laughs> Sometimes, it seems unwilling, slow, to respond. Or probably he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> he never slept or slumber anyway. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus said to us in Matthew 6, he said, seek it for the kingdom of God and every other thing is that the Gentiles, the unbeliever, the pagans seek after we naturally follow what to hear, what to eat, what to drink. But sometimes it appears some people have a faster access to those things than others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These and many other opinions kind to portray God sometimes as someone that is not consistent, unstable personality. <laughs> it also sometimes suggests that God is the variable factor when it comes to us experiencing all the things that salvation has provided. 
But I can tell you it's not true. That is not correct by the Bible. Praise the Lord. Amen. Malachi 3.6. We can pick up from some few scriptures in the Bible that talk about the consistency of God. God said it clearly in Malachi 3.6 that I do not change. Three C's. I change not. Joshua 21 verse 45. The Bible made it very clear there. It said, no word from God failed. Everything he told the children of Israel. Joshua was okay. He said, no word failed. Let, let, let's, let's read it. He said, there failed not. Ah, can you give me a new King James Version, please? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel all came to pass. No word failed. Let's jump to the New Testament. Hebrews 13, 8. We know this one. God, Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Second Timothy 2, verse 13. The Bible says even when we are unfaithful, he remained faithful. James 1, 17. Another popular scripture I love. 17. James 1, verse 17 to 18. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from, the, is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Hallelujah. From these scriptures, we can see clearly that God can't be the variable. It, could, it couldn't have been the variable factor. It can't be the variable factor. So I could say, this is my personal conviction, that everything God made available for believer A, he made available for believer B, he made available for believer C, and he made available for D or anything you can call it. That means we have equal access. We have equal right with God. Every single one of us have equal access, equal right. But again, like I said, It seems that the degree to which people experience the goodness of God varies from person to person. It's actually a fact. Hallelujah. But I dare to tell you this morning that when it comes to being effective and productive in the things of God, faith, the only variable factor is man. You can put us in behind that. Praise the Lord. You can write that down. The variable, only variable factor 
when it comes to your faith being productive, for you living an effective and a productive Christian life, the only variable factor is man. Now, let, let's just look, examine some. Now, I said some things. I said he made everything available for everybody, right? Equally. Equally. Let, let's look at some of the things that God made available for every believer. Can we do that? John 14, verse 27. I want this up. My quote yesterday. Jesus said to the disciples when he was about to go, you know, you know, traditions, and I know people still practice that in this time, when somebody old is about to die, he called his people, and he started telling them the most important things that they need to know, right? That's how good men die. Praise the Lord. That's how good men die. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, let's first read the scriptures. He said, my peace I leave with you. I've said it before that this word I live with you is this, uh, in the, the right translation, literal translation from the Greek is like the, my, my peace I bequeath to you. It's like you're giving somebody inheritance. Praise the Lord. And the word peace here is the word shalom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's flip to that place if a division can help us, I wrote out some things in my little study. I, I, I saw an Hebrew, uh, a, a Hebrew or Greek scholar, I don't know now, <laughs> defined what this word really means. Now, I know we have some meanings to it, and we all have learned this, but he added some line that's quite inspiring. Praise the Lord. He said, next one. Next one, we've gone past this. We've gone past this. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. The word shalom meant wholeness. You can see it on the screen. Completeness, soundness, health, safety, and prosperity. Carrying with it the implication of permanence. I'll say that again. He said it meant wholeness, completeness, soundness, health, safety, and prosperity. Carrying with it the implication of permanence. Now, the guy went further to define the word permanence here. He said it's the state or, or quality of lasting or remaining unchanged indefinitely. That means that, see, God's blessing to you, covering all those areas that Shalom covered, is indefinite. When it comes to your health, to your prosperity, God's blessing for you, what Jesus gave us, is indefinite. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I didn't... Make that out. Jesus said it. That means that he made divine healing available to everybody equally. Or divine health or divine life. 
He made wealth available to everyone equally as required to fulfill his purpose and assignment on earth. Second Peter 1 3. He says, This divine power has given us everything that we need for godly life through the knowledge of him who has called us unto glory. He has given us everything. Hallelujah. You know, when you hear things like this, it almost makes prayer difficult for some people. Because what will you ask the person that has already given you everything? What will you ask? Ephesians 1 3. It said, Blessed, blessed, blessed. It talked about the fact that we have been blessed. He said, He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. All. None left. Ephesians 1.17. This one normally give me some goosebumps. Run the next one. Next verse. Next verse. We'll go back to this one. He said, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us, to us, word who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Let me read the translation to us. He talked about, I think, amplified. Let's look at amplified classic. If you have amplified classic, he said we have access to unlimited, immeasurable power. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. He said immeasurable. Unlimited, surpassing. That is a power that is available to the believer. But sometimes you know how our life doesn't look like that story, right? Praise the Lord. And then again, it's not about God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Why do I think it's not God? Let's just examine some things. Why I believe personally that's not God factor. That man is a variable factor. You know this story, Matthew 13. It's a long read. So we might not just go through it fully. But I'll just take it as much as I can. Matthew 13, verse 1 to 23. Remember that story we call the parable of Soa. You know, reading that, that particular story again, and the particular parable again and again and again, it sounds more like the parable of the soil than the soil. Have you seen, haven't that occurred to you? They talk about the soil maybe two times. The remaining is the soils. So it sounds more like the parable of the soils. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It was talking about the soil. And he said that this guy go about talking about God now. I shall actually talking about God. Now, did you observe that he sold out throughout the seed generously without discriminating against any form of soil? Lavishly. Generously. Sold seeds. 
But how every seed turns out is more about the state of the soil and not the sower. That's why one day I heard the preacher say this and I, I laughed. I said, that it sounds good because it delivers preachers a little. <laughs> you know the way we think that, ah, all those people that are preaching, they'll be held responsible by the things they say. But you find out that the hearer is more responsible here than the preacher. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So how every seed turns out. That's a particular one. The Bible says that it grew with tongues. Now, it's not that there was tongues there that the seed came in. No. It grew with tongues. That means the land was so exposed, not only to the word of God, but to some other information. And because of that, the seed didn't produce results. Some produced 30, 60, 100 fold. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The state of every soil determines what it produces. Some heard it and it was like they were excited. But the Bible says that the word did not really gain roots in them. They didn't stay on it. And so they lost it. It didn't produce results for them. Hallelujah. 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 So the state of individual mind, when it receives the word of God, determines the level of productivity. So we need to fix this, right? One of the things that should struck you, that should come to mind, is the fact that the education you have received in the world system cannot produce an effective Christian life for you. I think Reverend said it sometimes ago that if it's possible, you should listen less to the news. Hallelujah. I remember sharing with some of the guys in school who were talking about particularly those who are in their final year and I said that at some point when I was about leaving school, I stopped following statistics on unemployment in Nigeria. It's sickening. As a believer, why are you feeding yourself with that? You want a job, and that's what you listen to. You are listening to the statistics of people that are not employed. <laughs> you won't go far with your faith. Praise the Lord. You won't. So I told them, I said, I shut down. Even after my service, you know those days we see you used to buy Guardian newspaper? I know that's no longer in vogue. Tuesdays. Who remember the dates? Like me. Tuesday and Thursdays. Okay. Once I go through the job adverts, I fling it. The only thing I will check is sports. To maximize my money. Praise the Lord. I don't read anything about inflation. I don't read anything about the economy. I don't bother myself. 
Do you need those information? Yes, sometimes. But when you know what you are focused about, you should know how to guide your mind. I've received enough education in the world system. I don't need any new one. Hallelujah. It's like a man that is trusting God when it comes to his health. And you are going to Google to go and find out how many people have died of that. Amen. How well will you be able to believe? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, but the key thing, number one thing that we must know, you know, a lot of times we focus on these things as, uh, how will I explain now? No, no, let me jump. Let me just go back. I'll get there. Praise the Lord. So what people do sometimes experience and call miracle, one event, is actually the way the Lord wants us to live daily as believers. You know, this year is our year of supernatural work, right? You can't experience supernatural work with God without fixing the issue of your mind. Until you fix the mind, you can't truly experience God the way you ought to experience him. Let me give you an analogy. A woman went to Jesus and said, I hear my daughter. And Jesus said to the woman and said that we can't give the food, bread now, that belongs to the children, to dogs. And the woman said, even dogs can take out of the crumbs. That will be enough. And guess what? The crumb was enough to get the woman's child healed. Praise the Lord. Now, think about it for a moment. The children that are on daily diet of that bread. What should be their life? Someone took the crumb. God healed. Someone is living on it every day as his meal. To the Jews, bread is the most common meal. Go and check it, historically. To the Jews. In fact, back then, I don't know of now, that you practically would take bread in every meal daily. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So if you are placed on that diet, somebody took the crumb, got healed. The person that is on that diet shouldn't get sick. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I said it to someone, someone this is like, are you saying that Christians are not supposed to fall sick? Yes. Do Christians fall sick? Yes. Should they? No. Because see, something happened to us when we got born again. Let me take you to membership class. John 3.16. Something happened when we got born again. Let's do John 3.16. For those of you who have not been in membership class, this is one of the things we learn. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Zoe. 
when you got born again, you received a different kind of life. The life that you had before your salvation ceased to exist. In fact, that life was no longer in record. Second Corinthians 5. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Second Corinthians 5. Verse 17. Another popular scripture. Therefore, if any man is in being Christ... Is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Go ahead, verse 18. And all these are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Open that scripture in, in Amplified Version. It said, if any man be in Christ... He said, if, any man, if anyone is in Christ that is drafted in joint to him by faith, in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Hallelujah. 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 I believe in the first John, it talks about us as particles of divine nature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, All this, what you are seeing now is of, comes out from God, heals from me. Everything you see now. He said, The condition of this man. Because now is truly an offspring from God. So I will ask you, will it be natural for Jesus to forsake? Oh no, okay. Will it be natural for God to forsake? <laughs> Angels just shows up. The reason Father is not answering you, he's not feeling well. Hallelujah. Every being produces after its own kind. A fish will produce after its own kind. A fish will produce a fish. A cat will produce a cat. Lion will produce lions. God can only produce beings like himself. So it should be a surprise if you are sick. Did you see the way was it Peter that was writing? That if anyone is sick, did you see the word he used if? He didn't say when. Because it's not expected. <laughs> Help me someone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I speaking about people's head? No. Praise the Lord. I, I know what is going on in some of our mind right now. Some people might be thinking that, hey, does that mean that I need to get, uh, do we need to ask for this? Do we need to get it? And that's where the frustration is sometimes. 
we are trying to ask for what we already have. So it seems that sometimes we are praying and it's coming back, it's bouncing back. Is it the life you received? Is it the same quality of life, both in quality and in quantity, as in Jesus? That's why the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. It's not even described, when you say as he is, it's talking about the resurrected Christ. Hallelujah. He said, as he is right now, so are we in this world. Someone said, maybe I need more faith. No, no, no. You have all the faith that you need to live as a believer. Both in quantity and in quality. Just like Jesus. I submit to you that everything you need to live an effective and productive Christian life, you already have it. So what's the problem? Mind. That's why Paul said we should renew our mind. What you know about yourself and about God will determine your experience in this world. In this side of the world. What you know is important. Ozai talked about the father. He said, my people are destroyed. Not because devil existed. Not because there is a Satan. Not because there is an enemy. But because they lack knowledge. That's why Paul's prayer in Ephesians. Let's go back to that Ephesians 1.17 now. What was Paul praying about? What was the heart cry of Paul? Let's go back there. Let's go back to first, first, Ephesians 1.17. Glory to God. He said that he might give to you. It's praying. From verse 16, you see that it's praying. It says, Cease not give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. New KJV, please. That the God, now, nah, NKJV, are you there? It said that he might give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That you might know the universe. He said that you might know, the eyes of your understanding, that you might know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are not trying to pray for something that God just needs to give to you. What you need is knowledge that you already have it. Now, and let me tell you the way knowledge works sometimes. Glory to Jesus. There are things we are aware of. It's a form of knowledge. Awareness is a form of knowledge. 
when Paul was writing to us about Romans 12 now, talking about renewed mind, he was not talking about awareness. A lot of believers live in the state of awareness. Awareness doesn't produce results. It's just information that you're aware of. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. L- let me tell you, you know, Pastor, they made a joke about something last week. Let me just use that as an example. That just comes to mind. People that understood the power of knowledge and what you consistently expose your mind to have so much perfected how they were schooling children from a very young age to adult level that a guy will stand in front of you despite his awareness of science and say that I'm a lady. Hallelujah. There's a level of consistent bombardment of information that science became just a mental awareness. I remember watching the US Senate one day, and this was very hilarious. One of those that are LGBTQ, whatever, um, uh, yeah, proponent guys who are championing the progress. And one of the senators looked at him. Apparently, this guy is a believer, and he said, Are you, he said, Are you saying there's no difference between a man and a woman? She said, Yes. And the guy looked at him, at her. Lady, he said, can a man get pregnant? She paused, she looked like this. She said, yes. <laughs> I all lost it. I like, no, 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 this guy is crazy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She said, yes. But you can tell she was confused. The way she looked around the room before she's saying yes. But you can tell someone that has been programmed consistently with a certain level of information. And this new information that there's no difference has now become the reality she lives in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Renewing of our mind requires us to consistently expose our mind to the truth of God's word. Because when you know that everything you are looking for has already been done, then you need to know that fact. You are not praying to God to do it. See, a lot of people, a lot of believers approach God from an air to evil mindset. Meanwhile, the Bible says we are seated in him in the heavenly places. When it comes to the affairs of life, it wants us to deal with it from every mindset downward. I will explain. That means that when there is something concerning your health, you are not saying, oh God, come and help me. Come and heal me. You are looking at the sickness and saying, no, this is not supposed to be. You are taking your position as the one seated with him and you are saying the name of Jesus, be gone. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You know, I always use the story of Moses as an example to these things. God told Moses, go get my children out of Egypt. Take them to the promised land. They got somewhere. Somewhere in the middle, just by the, by the river. Now. And it looked, they looked back. They saw the Egyptians. They looked ahead of them. They saw sea. And Moses spoke great message of faith. Then the next verse, God said, Moses, why are you crying to me? That tells you something. Probably after Moses told them that the Egyptians will see today, you don't see them no more. He quickly went back and said, God, what will happen? God said, Moses, why are are you crying to me? Praise the Lord. Tell my people to go forward. If you are in Moses' shoe, you will be thinking like this. Forward, sir. Can't you see? Then he told Moses, listen to the word. You can go and study it over your time because of our time. He said, stretch forth thy rod. He didn't call it God's rod. He said, Moses, stretch forth your rod. Stretch forth your hands. Now, I've heard people say that, oh, don't take God's glory. No, you can't take God's glory. He gave it to you in the first place. He owns you and the glory together. That's why in the next chapter, when Moses was recording that story, he said by the blast of his nostrils, it's all God that will be seen. It's all God. It's only him that will be seen. But you can't ask God to do what he has already given you the ability to do. That's why you never see Jesus walk through the streets of Lagos and preaching the gospel to anyone. Because he has told you and I to go. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We must begin to exercise spending quality time to build our knowledge in God. Because what we are asking for most times is already in your hands. Do you know as a believer that all the elements of this world are subject to you? Satan told Jesus, he said, if you bow to me, hallelujah, if you just worship in me, I will give you keys and influence over the world system, every kingdom you see. He said, because I have the authority. Luke made it clever to us. He said, the authority has already been turned over to me. And Jesus, by the time he was instructing the disciples to go into the world, he said, I have the authority of heaven and earth. He took it back. Praise the Lord. And who did he give it to? To us. The Bible says he's the head of all principalities and power. And you are a member of his body. Glory to Jesus. So the world system and all its elements are subject to you. That's why in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Mark eleven twenty three. 
He says, we will say. He didn't tell us to say to God to say to the mountain. A lot of time we are saying to God to speak to the mountain. That's our approach to prayer. That's our approach most of the time. God, come and do it. Do what? Can I say something to certain you? I know it's going to ruffle some people, but can I say something to you? God is not doing anything again. It's done. That's the absolute truth. You know, the light on the Sunday description is sometimes it's in levels. But let me tell you the truth. There's a baby level. But there is meat. This is meat. He's not doing anything. Because he has given you power to do everything. He didn't say if you have faith of God, that God will move the mountain. He said you speak to the mountain. Let's read that scripture in, ampli- in message translation if you have it. Mark eleven twenty three. I saw something there that was really interesting. Glory to God. Glory to God. What God was telling Moses is that Moses, I've done my part. I've given you all the tools you need. The show is yours. It's your turn. Why are you crying to me? Can you see the Jesus? Yes. Can you see the sea? Yes. But boy, the show is yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. You must know God. We know how Moses progressed afterwards. Oh, Moses really, really progressed. He progressed to the point. The Bible always says that, you know, when in the tent, it's so amazing. The Bible never said Moses is a priest, but he's always in the presence of God. Joshua is always somewhere standing by. Moses is always there. That's why the Bible says the children of Israel knew the hearts of God. Moses knew his ways. You know the difference? The people that knew their hearts are waiting for hearts. When there's no water, they will shout, let's wait for the hearts. There's no food. Hey, Moses! You know the way. The guy who know the way knew what to do when there's none of those things. He knows how to produce it. Hallelujah. He knows what to do. That's why Moses' life was so incredible. The day I saw it in Deuteronomy 32, how Moses died is so funny. Do you know what? <laughs> we are carrying that life. Moses was just in the presence. We are, we are the carriers of presence of God. It dwells in us. We have the exact life. Moses never shared divinity. We share divinity. Yet, Moses was 120 years old. He was not willing to die. Bible says his physical body was not abated. Neither his eyes was dim. That, you know God's word cannot fail. So God told Moses, go to the mountain, go and die. God has to speak his death. As in God literally commanded Moses, go and die. Deuteronomy 32, go and check it. 48. 
He said, after that day, God said to him, go to the mountain, then die. Because Moses wasn't willing to go anywhere. He was willing to take the children of Israel, 120 years old, to lead them into the promised land. God said, no, 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 no. I will let you see it. After then, die. Believers don't just die. It shouldn't be. We gave up ghosts. We don't die. <laughs> Paul said something. Imagine a man whose life is under threat and he's thinking like this. I don't know if I should go or if I should stay. If I stay, it's for your benefit. If I go, it's even better. But I will say a little why. He didn't, he didn't say death will take me. He couldn't see death. Hallelujah. He was thinking, should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Hallelujah. Because this guy have come to know. Imagine a man beaten by a venomous snake. He didn't even shout Jesus. He did. He didn't. He didn't. There's something knowledge we do for you. I dare be sure, but I read one story. I said, ah, I was a young believer at that time. I read the story. I said, if I'm his wife, uh, that would be trouble. Don't worry, it's our father. I can mention his name. He was traveling one day. I think he was going somewhere. I can't remember. He said his wife was in the car or something like that. And something happened. I can't remember this exact story. But something happened. Pastor Fay shouted, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I don't know if I ever read that story. He said the guy just didn't say anything. He was just in the car. I was like, ah, man of God, you didn't say anything. He said, woman, once is enough. That's what knowing does. You call it once, it's enough. The other ones is fair. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's something not like does to the believer. You already have all you need. All that you need. But you must build your knowledge in those things. You must renew. See, the game of life. Devil have never changed his tactics. It's the same old style. So he shouldn't be beating us. You know when he came to the garden to tempt Eve and Adam before this lady said I didn't call Adam. They were there. Praise the Lord. Do you know all he was doing was to question what God had already told them? Create a sense of doubt. As God told you. As God told you. No, no, no. You won't die. You will only be like him. You will become like him. But they are already like him. The moment they questioned what God said, that way the trouble started. It has nothing to do with the fruit. I don't know if it's mango or papa. Everybody have been drawing different things. Some even drew your apple. You see those red apple? I was scared. Somebody's bringing apple to you. Say, ah! This is the type. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something knowledge does to you. 
You must know. Spend time knowing who you are. You see, very soon you begin to change your vocabulary. You change the way you talk. You know, we usually say, you see, when Pastor Ade was talking about our confession, we see, our confessions are our statements of facts. In, I understood that church grew, okay? There was a time it was confession, we confessed to possess. No. The truth is that we are not confessing to possess. We are confessing because we are a possessor. We are speaking of what we already possessed. Hallelujah. That tells us something. That when it comes to us living and experiencing all God and what salvation has purchased for us, it's a question of choice. It's a question of choice. I choose to live a sound life. Healthy life. That's my choice. I choose to live in abundance. All be paid. All needs met. That's my choice. And your choice will influence the actions we take. Praise the Lord. Stay on God's word until your very lifestyle speak of it. Someone say, ah, but I'm see, you see, until you don't, until your imagination, you can't see the condition that you are saying you have. For example, somebody is not having a, they've given you a bad report. Or they say you have an hereditary issue. You see, you should, you should stay on God's word. Second Peter 2.24. You should stay on it until the point where you can't see that sickness in your mind. You see, the moment you don't see it again, you have produced the results. The result is inevitable. I remember, while I was praying for this meeting, this comes to mind. I remember some years back, some few years ago, Pastor Dakpo was here in church. And he said something, I think few of us after service. I wasn't particularly looking for Joe then. But he said something. He says that people that are looking for joy wants to talk to us. I don't know if anybody remember that day. And he says something very striking. He says he's going to give us some scriptures. If you stay on it for six months, you'll get a job. When he said it now, it's not just about what he said. It's the manner and the tone with which he said it. I saw someone that have absolute conviction in what he was telling us. Praise the Lord. I brag in God. I've tried it. It has always produced results. I didn't plan to say this before. <laughs> but I remember some months ago, some five, four, five months ago, we were in fellowship in school and I said to the guys there, and I was talking about things like this. And I said, for example, for example, in four months' time, I will change my job. After I said this, I said, Tosin, 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 Tosin. If they remember, they will ask you. Praise the Lord. To the dying moment of last year, I did it. Through God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's so, you see, God is not, it's not a guesswork if it will work. If you are still thinking that maybe it will do it or it will not do it, you are not getting it. It's already done. The show is yours. 
what the outcome will be is you that determines it. Sometimes, even how fast it will be is yours. It's not God delaying something that, oh, let's, it's, it's your maturity that will determine it. And that requires you to spend time on God's word. Glory to God. So, how then do I pray? <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. How then do I pray? Let's, look, let's try and wrap up Philippians 4. So, that's why the Bible could say that when you want to pray, when it comes to the things of this world, the elements of this world, there's a way to pray about it. Because I know some people are thinking that if you already said that he gave me everything, then how will I ask him? Let's open to Philippians 4. Verse 5. Is someone being blessed here this morning? Next verse. <laughs> he said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayers and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known. How do I make my requests known? With thanksgiving. For example, when it comes to your health, let's take this as an example. I do not go to God as a believer and say, you know, I, I always say these things, and I know many people have heard me say that I cannot be sick. Do I feel symptoms? Yes. How do I pray about it? Practically. I go like this, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, your word says that by your stripes I'm already healed. So sickness, I command you in the name of Jesus. Symptoms, I tell you to go now. That's how I pray. I speak to it. I don't say God speak to it. When it comes to my job, I said I'm going to let this out. This I have been doing it for the past few years. Anytime I'm preparing my mind to start to change job, I'll go with confessions like this, Psalm 34, that the children of Israel may lack. The children of Lion may lack, but those that put their trust in the Lord will not lack anything good. So in the name of Jesus, I declare that I have a well-paying, satisfying, fulfilling job. I say it, I say it so consistently. Sometimes, you know how I know that my job, I'm done with a job. Once it couldn't meet those criteria of satisfying, fulfilling job, well-paying, it's gone. I started looking for another one. Because it must be well-paying. If you don't like money, don't say amen. <laughs> satisfying, fulfilling job. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will repeat that to myself consistently. Morning, noon, every moment at work. Somebody says something to me at that workplace that I don't like again. Rather than respond, I just go, I have a well-paying, satisfying, fulfilling job. There's no limitations to me. There's no play. There's no limitations. I, always say, I will just keep saying it. 
Let's open that Mark eleven twenty three. 23, the message, if you have it. Message translation. We'll close with that. Hallelujah. God didn't ask us to pray to him to move mountains. Do you have it? Ah, it's a long read. If you guys have anybody that has a message, you can just listen or you just follow me. Jesus said this. This was a matter of fact. Embrace this God's life. We know we have the life, right? If any man be in Christ, all things are passed away. Hallelujah. First John said that anyone that believes already have the life. Right? Really embrace it and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake. <laughs> no shuffling. No shilly shine. I had to ask my daughter, what's the meaning of that? And it's, it's as good as done. Listen to the word. He said, it's as good as what? Done. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. Include everything as you embrace this God's life and you will get God's everything. That's why I said when you assume the posture of prayer, remember it's not all asking. If you have anything against anyone, forgive. We're talking about love there. We'll get, that in another, get, that, get to that in another day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says it's not all about asking. Do you remember when they brought a man that was, to seek, that was sick to Jesus? And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> and they took exception. He said, you forgive? And Jesus said, which one is easier? To heal or to forgive? Hallelujah. You see, until you catch your vocabulary sounding like Jesus, you've not gotten there yet. A lot of times, the problem is sometimes we are trying to be right and politically correct to people around us. Jesus didn't, you see, your life cannot be the same. You are different, so you can never be correct with them. And you shouldn't seek their validation. See, if it's in this world, if it's this time, they probably will have crucified Jesus multiple times. Because sometimes it sounds very controversial, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He told the disciples, they wanted to, they said, 5,000 people. Disciples said, let them go home. That's a logical reasoning. Jesus said, no, feed them. He said, feed them. I'm sure they were looking at themselves. What's this guy saying? Are there people bringing food here? He said, feed them. Feed them. Then he had to let them sit. Okay, arrange people to sit. How is Jesus thinking? You can know he's taught from his words. Align your mind into those realities. Align your mind to those realities. Hallelujah. That's the only way you can live a productive, 
You see, you are not trying to get God to do. See, there is no promise to the believer again. There is no promise that has not been fulfilled. I was studying this and this scripture comes to mind. Uh, you know when Peter, Peter was talking about, Second Peter now 1 4, we're talking about precious promises. <laughs> I was, when I said that, that came to mind. That, okay, okay, okay. But see, there's a difference. Now, if I write on the paper to right now that I'll give you a thousand dollars. I started using currency like that. So I look at someone and I say, I'm giving give you a, on a new on a on a paper. If I did not do it, I can't be held liable. So it's just ordinary blank paper. If I write on a check, even though it seems like a promise, but say there's a difference. The difference that there's a different authority, a third force that backs that one. That if it fails, it could become a criminal case. Praise the Lord. That's the way the promise Peter was talking about there is backed by God's power and authority. It's criminal if it fails. But the only person that will not, that will not make it work is you because you refuse to tender it. Hallelujah. How do we tender it? But aligning our minds and aligning our words. Hallelujah. Jesus said that there's no need. There's no debate. He said, just say to the mountain, go jump into the sea and it will be. He said, consider it as done. Not that because he will do it, because the power is already with you. Hallelujah. 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 Is there anyone here trusting God for anything? Uh, what comes to mind me to do this morning? You're trusting God for a job. We're going to say some words together. Can we all be on our feet? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. First of all, let's thank him for his word. Thank him for his word. Everything is done. It's all done. Can you rejoice over his word this morning? Hallelujah. It's all done. It's all done. It's all done. He has given you authority. You see, can you see the reason why you can't accept the thoughts that somebody is after your blessing? Can you see the reason why you cannot take that thought that there's a, someone in your family or father that is after you? No. It's all done. You have victory already. We are not asking for victory. We are not praying for victory. We pray from the position of victory. Hallelujah. 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 If you're trusting God for a job, just, just wave your hand. Let me see. Glory to God. Right here where you are. Ooh, glory to his name. Glory to his name. Jehovah has done it. Jehovah has done it. 
What people say was impossible, Jehovah has done it. It's a little song. Jehovah has done it. Jehovah has done it. What people say what's impossible, Jehovah has. You can sing it to me. Jehovah has done it. Jehovah has done it. What people say was impossible. Jehovah has Jehovah's right made a way. Jehovah has made a way. What people say there's no way. Jehovah has made a way. Jehovah has made a way. Jehovah has made a way. Where people say there is no way. Jehovah has. Come on. 